friends. Welcome back to the Impossible Things Podcast, where the greatest minds in the universe answer the world's toughest, toughest questions. <laughs> where the greatest minds in the universe answer the world's toughest questions. But until they arrive, we'll be talking about those same questions. I'm Kyle, and with me today are Jesse. Hello. And Jimmy. Mm. <laughs> Jimmy, who's just woken up for the day. <laughs> I mean, been awake all night. Yeah, it's been a long night. So today we're talking about downloading and operating a human brain inside of a computer. So, is this impossible? Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, Jesse's here, everybody. (laughs) Fulfilling my usual role. (laughs) Naysayer. Uh, Jesse, what makes it impossible? Like what, just the sheer size of what the human brain can calculate compared to what a computer can do? I don't think so. I don't think that's the reason. Oh, really? I was looking into... um, uh, the quantum computers, which this this episode is not about, but uh, I think with with that we would be able to have enough um, memory storage space mm-hmm. theoretically to do a human brain download. But still, I just don't. That's it won't it wouldn't capture the essence of a of a person. So you wouldn't be able to duplicate yourself. You wouldn't be able to. If you were to, you know, download your brain into a robot, your robot wouldn't be you. It would just know all the things that you know. So the soul wouldn't be able to go over. No, I don't think so. Not until we can figure out where the soul is. Hmm. So you think it's purely based on emotion? Uh, emotions feeding into decision making is what would prevent operating a human brain inside of a computer. I think so. So it's, could- it would be a computer with all of your knowledge or your just your brain, a copy of your brain. I don't even know if it would. See, that's another problem. Once we get the brain into the computer, how do you, how does the computer get it out? <laughs> access, I mean, you know, how does it take all that information and make it actually useful? So there's, there's a, it's a several step process and I think we're a long way away from it. If well, I'm it's sure there'll be possible. an app for that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Quantum phones. <laughs> well, I've seen an article from last, uh, yeah, last year. All right. Almost all a right. year ago. Cool. From October 12th. Oh. Please CNN summarize. CNN has an article. That is uh, entitled Scientists to Simulate Human Brain Inside of a Supercomputer. All right. <clears throat> I guess there's this thing called the Human Brain Project with a billion-dollar plan to recreate the human in, human mind inside of a supercomputer. Pretty ambitious. Yeah, so, quite. So a, any more possibility personal, there? <laughs> someone's uh, personal mind or like just they're just building their own mind? I, hmm, let's see. Because I, I, the thing that I wrote down with my notes really quick was like, we, I think we needed to find exactly what we mean by downloading a brain. Well, you know what? Let, that's always a good place to start, which yeah. we co- uh, constantly forget. What, what are we defining as downloading and operating a human brain inside of a computer? Uh, well, what's our, what's our theme for the next three podcasts? Because we have, because it, we have this one. Which Who wants to live forever Who? and the evolution of man. Okay. So... If you were to download a human brain into a computer, like, are we talking about, as in defining this, are we talking about this is a way to possibly live forever, or this could be the next evolution of man, is mm-hmm. is downloading the human brain into a computer, and would they still technically be alive? I don't, I don't even know if that would, it would be true. I think you would have to shift the consciousness from your being to the computer, and that that's what I don't see as a possibility. Right. The information is one thing. I mean, we can do a brain scan and we can duplicate the brain and maybe even though it, it seems really hard right now with the amount of processing available to us, we could access all the information from a human brain eventually. 
but the the soul and the emotion and the essence of a person i don't i don't, I don't see that so like if I was if I was terminally ill and you guys didn't want like you're like oh no we'll just download Jimmy into this computer and then he'll live in this computer forever like that you don't think that would ever be possible no. and be able to talk to me and I I think the only I think the purpose at least in what what the what these uh, the South South African guy who's heading up this project his name is uh, Henry Mark Markram I think that I think this is one of those things where it's like people are at least maybe him and his team, they're, they're trying to recreate this inside of a computer. Cause not because not it's necessarily, oh, I'm going to live forever like this inside of this computer, but it's more of a, here's a really nice comprehensive legacy of me or whoever, mm. whoever they're scanning. At least that's how I would treat it is it's, you know, it's like the, you know, it's like the, the father with young children who finds out he's terminally, terminally ill in some way and mm -hmm. wants to very quickly create a legacy. Like that's what this would be good for. Yeah. Is that mapping his brain out and allowing his brain to thrive, like not thrive, but to to survive inside of a computer? Like that would be, I think that would be really interesting. Which is kind of the the mental direction I was taking with who wants to live forever. Is that like I, I don't think there's really any. I think even if we could, if you, you pulled all the stops as it were on life and you could live forever, I don't think people would want to after a while. I think it would just become a. Mm -hmm. Like it might become the norm, but it'll be a long and haggard life. Like people who live to be 90, 100 years old, like they tell you, I've lived a good life. I've made it a really long time, a really long time. But that is, a, when you think about it, that's an impressively long time to be alive. I feel like the 28 years I've been alive, almost 29, it's been a really, really, you know, even 10 years has been a long time. You think about the things you've seen in the 29 years well, I, yeah, times well, that by four. Right, exactly. And it's like, that do do I really want to live to be a hundred? I think it'd be interesting just to be able to say mm -hmm. like, hey, I saw the lapse of a couple centuries. Like that's the only thing I would like want to live for. I'd have to be a hundred and twenty. But so I, you're saying, I think literally, who wants to live forever? Yeah, what? that's that, like, that's if, kind of the even if we had the the technology, would anybody actually want to do it? Right. Is that your question? Yeah, essentially. I mean, w would anybody like? I, I it was it was the question was formed after the topic was though. Mm -hmm. I just mm -hmm. kind of used that as a as a pun on the you know queen song but <laughs> but that that was kind of the my my thought behind it but we can talk about that more next week next week when we've had a while to think about it when we've had a while to think about it <laughs> uh how do you computers and 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 the human brain act similar like do they fire off i mean we have neurons neurons is in the brain right that's correct yeah neurons okay and sy synapses <laughs> and are what fire between the neurons right it's not synapse yeah is it synapse? I've always heard synapse. I've always no. heard synapse as well. No, it's synapse. You can say synapse if you want. No. I feel like the person who says it different always sounds a little smarter than the others. Definitely makes people question. Mm -hmm. And I always love Especially it when people question what they've always known. You're very confident. I'm, I'm not. So say just, synapse and own it. just screw with people. <laughs> so um, neurons and synapses. A friend of mine said that he came and told us one day that the, the correct pronunciation was Augustine and not Augustine. Oh, that's and probably we, and true. I thought he was really smart for about one second. And I said, so you want me to say Constantine from now on? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to say Constantine, not Constantinople, right? I'm going to say <laughs> Constantine and I'm going to say Augustine and I don't care. I'm not going to call her Kristen. Her name is Christine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, to answer your question though, Jimmy, mm -hmm. it looks like they addressed this because what they've been trying this on 
is they've been trying it on rats, and it's, so far they've been successful at completely simulating a rat's brain synapses and everything inside mm-hmm. of a supercomputer. Um, but let's see. They've, they were able to create fully create a virtual replica of part of a rat's neck, neocortex, the section of the brain believed to control higher functions such as conscious thought, movement, and reasoning, which is something we talked about before, I think, with artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. We were talking mm-hmm. about how computers can't seem to reason Mm-hmm. which is what would prevent artificial intelligence from really overthrowing the universe, <laughs> as it were. True. But um, it's funny, I actually, in scanning this article a little more, I did, I did find a purpose behind this, is that uh, their goal is to offer solutions for tackling conditions such as depression, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's, which I think is a very altruistic uh, mm-hmm. uh, so they're not drive. Even, they're not even trying to do what we're talking about. No, they're, they're, they're trying be. to correct... But it could be debilitating a, uh, issues. side effect. I think so. I think it would be a uh, fringe benefit. Fringe benefit. <laughs> Living forever. The fringe benefit of curing Parkinson's. <laughs> it's going to end up being like I Am Legend, <laughs> where they, you know, give everybody the uh, the vaccine for cancer, and then everybody becomes zombies. Is mm-hmm. that what this is going to be? Those are some real intense zombies. Those are some real intense zombies. Jumping buildings and stuff, and setting traps. Crazy. Could that actually happen? Oh, I don't know. We should discuss it. <laughs> I actually think we have zombies in here, surprisingly. I think we do. I think it's on the list. I think it's on the list. But I did find something else that wasn't on the list that I'm going to add. Which was? Invisibility cloaks. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what made me think of that? Some people are doing it. Yeah. The what? actual cloaks are in planes. Because I know they can... No they actual, can... actual, actual cloaks. Wow. Um, material that re- refracts, reflects light. Well, we can talk about it then. What? Have you... <laughs> Have we talked about the organic LEDs that are being developed oh, and are out right now? You brought that up to me at work one day. No, uh, I no, I have not heard anything rad. about it. We should definitely. That does sound talk pretty cool. That. Pretty it is, uh, cool. That could be a whole topic in itself. Just organic. Uh, organic electronics. Yeah, because I think oh, we talked about that in artificial intelligence. We were saying that we wanted. Oh, yeah. We wanted like I I at least I think that the only future in electronics. Like we'll we'll get faster and smaller, but like I I think like the only the next step is to make him organic, to be able to grow electronics, which mm-hmm. is exactly what they're doing with the organic LEDs. It's essentially an algae that they've that once you fire an electrical pulse through it, it it lights up multiple colors. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So it, if I remember correctly, if you ran it for a year, it would do a quarter of what. The most energy efficient LED TV of the same size would do. Wow! So it's it's. I mean, an LED TV is cut electrical like it's crazy. And uh, the the downside is, is that because it's a living thing, it has an actual time limit before it dies and it stops working. Right. It's like within a year, on your second year, the entire screen will be like half as bright. Yeah, but because it's can, organic material and you can, it's essentially a, a, a non-depleted resource, you could just grow more. Mm-hmm. So that TV could be incredibly cheap, or you could just grow your own TV. You mm-hmm. buy the controller card, and that's about it. Or a company like Apple would love it, because now every year, you'd have to buy a new months, product. You'd have to buy a new one. <laughs> um, well, then here's the question. They're going to change the, the power connector. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you'll have to buy all new adapters. Yeah. Well, then here's the question is uh, taking that concept of uh, organically grown uh, integrated circuits for LEDs or, or what, what have you, would that be a way? Would you get an, inher- an inherent soul-like, in air quotes, 
function from organically grown circuits. Mm. Maybe very lifelike. But I feel like the soul is something completely different. I think that I think the the idea of a soul is very very tied to your religious leanings. No, nah, just philosophical. The philosophical it's, soul. Yeah. We are not talking about the uh, the spiritual soul. I don't think so. I mean, you, you can if you want to. Yeah, I I, I think probably that was, the same applies anyway. So I, I, I really think there's similarities and differences, but I, I even taking that the the soul of a person, the the emotion, the uh, the reasoning the lack of reasoning in a lot of cases behind it, I think is what would prevent again, like the, the AI discussion we all had where Jesse said it was impossible because it probably is. Uh, I think that, uh, with without the emotion and without the, without the soul, I, I don't know. I don't know if this would be possible. I mean, like, I think we can replicate the, the function of the brain, but mm-hmm. maybe not the, I don't know the reasoning. I think I think Jesse's yeah. I think I agree with you too. I don't think we could ever be able to pull the consciousness necessarily, and uh, and the personality. I think is a lot has right. has to do a lot with with the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, if we I, downloaded you into a computer, it, we would we could be able to interact with Jimmy, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be me. It would be like, what's your birthday? Oh, it's April eighteenth. Then, like, like that's mm. how I. Yeah, would what answer. year? Uh, nineteen ninety. <clears throat> yeah, ninety. <laughs> yeah, but 90. so it would know that it would know the facts about you, but it wouldn't. Yeah, it might not even say it with your vocal inflection. No, it, it could. I would probably sound like Siri, mm-hmm. most likely. Well, this it, would be an Apple product, I'm sure. Well, that's what's <laughs> funny is I'm, I'm finding as I get older that even things like you you were just pointing out, it's like I I very suddenly say things differently with different inflection and it's like what causes we'd have to really know what causes your brain as a as a human being to to do that is it because you finally did hear it pronounced correctly like we were just talking about and then suddenly you you just talk like that now or is it the influence of of your culture that you're in if you spend a lot of time in england do you pick up a british accent like Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people that does happen to or if you um spend a lot of time listening to uh, people from from the northeast you you suddenly start saying mm-hmm. words weird mm-hmm. uh, I've found that 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 has happened when I listen to listen to hockey commentary for too long people uh, from Minnesota and stuff <laughs> that you start saying uh, oh for sure yeah right. <laughs> you start talking like northerners or, or my wife's friend is from from Minnesota and we, we spend some time with her family and it's like they have the thickest of thick Minnesotan accents mm-hmm. and so just being around them for a while is like why am I why do I say a gain? Like who talks to who says a gain? <laughs> I think that's as as humans, that's the like one of the things we're best at is is adaption, Im- imitation, or, and adapt mm-hmm. adaptation or whatever. What is it? Adaption I, or adaptation? I, I think it's Jesse. It's, hmm? Adaptation or adaption? What? what, what there are two different things. What? Oh, please explain. I've never <laughs> I've never thought about this. <laughs> it's it's two different words. When you're adding it. Somebody's adding a whole syllable. Adaptation, adaption. Okay, and what, what's what's adaption? Adaption is uh, it's converting from one thing to another. Yeah, it's like when you put an adapter. And an adaptation. Which is I don't a know. Change. I've never really heard that as a word, but it could be. Hmm. An adaptation is where something changes its essence to, or its uh, not not its essence, but its it, behaviors. The Google will not find it adaption. That's probably a made up word, but it says adaptation. Yeah. But, okay. but that sounded but right. See, it sounded right to me. <laughs> I could see how adaption could be. You could make a case for it. 
like if I uh, if I need to lift the ground on my power cable and I put it a, a ground lift you adapter would, on it and I plug it in. Have, yeah, have I adapted adaption? it? You've made an adaption, yeah. I would think. I think hmm. so. You know, frankly, I think Jesse and I have talked about this several times offline, is that communication is all about the other person understanding what you're trying to convey, the mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it really matters what word you use. So rock on. All right. Cool. It matters. Well, uh, But it's not like, <laughs> no. I mean. Impossible I mean, it, things, everybody. <laughs> it matters in that, in so far, I no, you're right, Kyle. It matters in so far as the other people can actually understand what you're saying. I, I think. But wh- if you were to go around saying adaption and mean ad- adaptation, yeah, then the, the wider there could population. be some ambiguity in in certain cases. Maybe not in this one, but maybe mm-hmm. another. So it, it's still beneficial to know the. Oh, I know. I thoroughly words. agree that when you get into a public forum or uh, or uh, like you're writing a paper, something for a release that people in hundreds of years are supposed to understand based on English knowledge, mm-hmm. you kind of need to. Right, because they're going to go to the lexicons from this time right. to try to decode. And they're going to say, lol, what is that? <laughs> LOL, what is this person doing? What is lol? That's what is the, this lol? That's the bummer of downloading a human brain into a computer, is that I imagine if if you could ask a computer me any question, I imagine that would stay in museums and being guarded for a long time. That would become the new history books, as you're just talking to an oh. actual person. Uh-huh. From that, from the past. Well, think think about how cool that would be. Is if it like if we if we sh- did did a time shift mentally on that. If we had somebody from the Civil War whose brain we had downloaded into a computer, wouldn't it be just nicer to ask them what that was like? Mm-hmm. I would so much rather that, and it would be mm-hmm. such a such a more engaging history lesson, which I think, in my personal belief, we don't do very well as a people. Like not history not, lessons. Yeah, not Americans, not Europeans. Like I, mm-hmm. I think just in general as human beings, we don't we don't convey history as well as I wish we did. We mm. study it, we you write it to down. Dan Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> what what is that thought? Oh, he's good. He's a he does history. He does a history podcast and it's it's quite good. Sounds like something you would listen to. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jesse, we're talk we're we're talking about uh the man who listens to a grammar podcast. Yes. Which I do too. And a history podcast. And a history podcast. More than one, actually. More than one. <laughs> More oh, than Dan one. Carlin, you say. I'm gonna, Dan Carlin. I'm gonna he's, he's very good. Very good. Not but, to be confused with the comedian by the same surname. Correct. Not mm. to be confused. They both talk about history, but one talks about it in a much different light. <laughs> uh, all that to say, though, is I, I would see that as being a very beneficial function for downloading and executing a human brain inside of a computer. Right. Would be... You could, I mean, you, you get such, you, maybe not the emotion, you wouldn't get somebody crying about the depression, the, the first one. <laughs> and The real one? Yeah, the real one, not not this half-hearted one that we just had. It's funny, because we, we were talking about language, that the depression was supposed to be a, a term that was, it was kind of put out there by the government to lessen people's uh, perception of how bad it was. Like, it's, it's just a depression. <laughs> Oh dear! And now, <laughs> now we talk about it like it was the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. And now, anytime you say depression, people get like this look on their face. They go, "Ah, medication. <laughs> we need that." I'm just kidding. Like it's the biggest but deal. Uh, but anyway, anyway, the continuing uh, your thought. If if you know if you were if you were to execute the human brain inside of a computer of uh, somebody who was alive during the depression, you might not get the emotional uh, emotional turmoil that they were in potentially at the time but man you you would get 
I mean, like think about how powerful some of the pictures, like especially that that I think it's a National Geographic picture of a woman in the depression, a really famous one. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you can just see the anguish. And mm-hmm. that's just a picture. Mm-hmm. Think, think if you could like listen, even if it was like emotionally removed, but you could listen to the memories of that person, how much more impactful that would be mm-hmm. as a means of like hearing about, you know, the, the every man. Like it's, it's great to hear about the presidents of like those times or the world leaders, mm-hmm. which is usually what, you know, draws attraction in history books. But like, man, getting the like, snapshot in the silver civil war of the two brothers fighting each other one yeah. in the north one in the south that's it's like true. that's that's where the you impact the, is you get two of them you can talk to either computer right like how do you feel about this oh yeah, that would be insane and would the computer could, start arguing uh, <laughs> with each other that was, <laughs> yeah. could they interact with each other at this late stage i wonder yeah. that would be interesting i just don't see that's the you mentioned the photograph and it's it's the artistic subtlety that I don't think that will, that a, a manufactured brain could ever achieve. It's just that, you know, would it, would a computer be able to look at somebody's face or hear a piece of music or, um, create, create any kind of art? Like if we had John Steinbeck's brain and, and he wrote about the depression, mm-hmm. would he be able, would that John Steinbeck computer be able to duplicate Grapes of Wrath or Indubious Battle or any of those? works that so poignantly convey the emotion of that time to us. Well, I think, I mean, I think if all we're, if all we're talking about is emotionally like removing the emotion from the, from the equation and that we're talking about the synapses is that like, if you and I are both working like a, an, an algorithm of some sort, like to, to, to determine a variable state, like, Oh, we're trying to figure out what X is. You and I are both going to try to figure out what X is. We might take different paths to get there, which might be unique to each of our personalities, but we'll arrive at the same answer. And so I think that if, you know, you and I both experienced a similar uh, world event, like, like if somebody, I mean, this is like nine eleven. I was going to say the only traumatic thing that's really happened in our life is nine eleven. If, mm-hmm. if somebody was to, earthquake, the Northridge earthquake, which too, we discussed. <laughs> yeah. Right. But if, you know, if you were to, to talk to the Jesse computer about how you experienced nine eleven and how I experienced nine eleven, we both experienced the same act, but I think we would, our, our computer selves in the in the thought process would convey that the way we convey that minus emotion. And so I think the John Steinbeck computer mm-hmm. might not write the Grapes of Wrath or uh, the what, the Indubious Battle. What is it? Yeah. The Indubious Battle. That's I think he wrote okay. a lot of other ones too. Yeah, but I mean, if, if, didn't he write Old Man in the Sea or something like that? No, <laughs> Hemingway, sir. Ah, Hemingway. <laughs> I always screw those up. I'm not as educated as <laughs> But, you know, if but either way, like those things, I don't think he would write those books because I, I feel like that kind of authorship is is an art, and I, I don't think we're expecting the computer to do an art, but to convey the idea of the depression, I think that it would be similar to the way Steinbeck would do it minus emotion. At least that's that that is my opinion. No, I agree, yeah. and I think some of it might be masked as emotion because yeah. just you know when you, when you hear words not when you hear words read with no emotion that you know like it was the best of times or it was the worst of times or whatever, whatever. It whatever. was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Yeah. But I mean, like you can think about that and you can analyze it a hundred different ways, mm-hmm. but even without emotion, you'll see, you will still as the, the receiver of that information will add emotion to it as a human. Cause I think that's our nature. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where the emotion is. The emotion shifts from the computer who's just talking to you mm-hmm. to you, you, you perceive right. the you emotion. You have to internalize it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, and I think, I think that would be, 
I think even that, in that case, even if we could have computers just read us history, I think that that mm-hmm. would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Be, I think so. I think to our kids or whoever, whatever generation grows up with it, it'd be just as boring as reading it in the book. <laughs> maybe. Right. And maybe more interesting, maybe more engaging just because, I mean, think about right now, the technology we have that can kind of simulate this is it, the most popular, at least, is Siri. And Siri mm-hmm. does have a personality. It's an incredibly frustrating one, but it is a mm-hmm. personality. Mm-hmm. And there is inflection. It's programmed inflection. But, you know, I think I think you could do it. I think you could program inflection into where it would be like talking to a person, but it would be mm-hmm. an emotionally detached person. And if you've ever yeah. talked to any of those, it's almost like talking to a computer anyway. Yeah. It's, it's quite frustrating. Uh, what about, like, because we kind of have, we have some animatronics in various places that do history lessons mm-hmm. and I can, think of, I can think of a few there the, are the great moments the, there are some great moments <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it it's like when you hear president lincoln when you read president lincoln's speeches because it's public domain if you haven't downloaded that you really should by the way mm-hmm. president lincoln's speech is amazing but when you read that do you not hear that voice <laughs> do you not hear the inflection from from our animatronic friend i guess so I do. I mean, like it's, I think it's a, the, the nature of like, it's like reading a book about reading a book that a movie was based on after you've seen the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, or vice versa. At least in my mind, it's like when I go to watch a movie that I saw or that I read as a book, I have all of my internal vision of it. And when I see the movie, it either matches that and I'm stoked or it doesn't. And I'm really so, peeved. Yeah. Cause your expectations were not met. Correct. And so if you have a preconceived notion that was in, instilled by an animatronic president or mm-hmm. all of the animatronic presidents, you, mm-hmm. you think about, uh, you, you think in that voice and here's an interesting thing I just thought of. So our, our friends in Florida that have a similar attraction, they have every president. Welcome to the hall of presidents. The hall of presidents. Think about this though. Who does the voices of the presidents that are alive now? The actual presidents. Do they? They do. Obama recorded his speech that he gives in the hall of presidents so did george bush and so did bill clinton Mm -hmm. so that being said are we not doing that are we not preserving history in that manner i mean it's it's a recorded speech Mm -hmm. that we're displaying via animatronic a very very lifelike animatronic it's like going to a wax museum with 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 you know technology Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's crazy but i mean no i can see i can see this being uh I can see this downloading brand doing exactly that, just mm-hmm. putting it into those attractions, and then the only difference is you can interact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you that. could you can ask. It would be like going to the Hall of Presidents and saying, well, "President Obama, what did you think about the the Syrian conflict?" Which is probably what it's going to be called. Like, what did what did you think about that? What were you thinking when when you made these decisions? Now you know people are asking, "What's his favorite color?" I know, right? What's your favorite color? <laughs> I don't know. I, I only have jokes <laughs> joke answers for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving on moving on to what well, i don't know i i was hoping somebody else had a had a, a thought on this i feel like i've been talking too much again no i wish i wish my brain was inside of a computer right now because i'm sure it'd be moving a little bit faster you you would get to be asleep <laughs> would computers get tired if they were if they had our brains and they had all of our experiences would they say oh i'm so tired <laughs> So I need some coffee. Night. I wonder. <laughs> you pour some coffee over my circuits. It's a. It's just another app. You just buy the coffee app, and it, it spruces up your your digital. Funny, my my computer does have an app called Caffeine, and oh, it really? is a little cup of coffee. You know what it does? Keeps your computer on all. Keeps the time. my computer awake all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
How clever. Oh, those programmers. <laughs> so clever. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about all like all the great people that you could store into a computer and then how because you know, there's some programs out programmers out there that have a have a sense of humor. All like the how many Paris Hiltons would be stuck in a computer forever and that's what would end up in oh. the in the museums. How many Miley Cyruses would like, you put in a computer? This this oh. is what two thousand thirteen was all about right here. I mean that would be that would be awful. You know, just mm-hmm. doing a quick Google search on this, the results are the CNN article I've referenced a couple of times mm-hmm. now, a question of would it be evil to build a functional brain inside of a computer and then you might never upload your brain into a computer. Mm. Those are the articles, folks. So let's let's answer that question, though. Would it be evil to build a functional brain inside of a computer? Would it be evil? That's the question. Depends on the brain. Wait, who... Who is the recipient of the evil? What are they claiming? Is it evil to that? Hmm. Like we were talking about the Frankenstein monster. Is it evil done to that, to the being that's being created? Or is it to the rest of the world? Or is it the creator? Let's think about it. What if you downloaded uh, Adolf Hitler's brain inside of a computer? Yeah, that would be evil to everyone. I mean, this computer well, This computer is, is latched to a wall socket and cannot actually do anything but Adolf Until Hitler it. didn't actually do much he did convince a lot of other people to do a lot of things though and that's where you wonder is like is it good to preserve those types of ideas because it ruins the historical cycle mm-hmm. I, or mm. perpetuates it like there are still a lot of bigotist people out there influenced by you know the writings of Adolf Hitler or the, the mad ranting of Adolf Hitler I don't, I don't think you should omit that stuff that happened though i don't i mean I i'm not talking about us going back and erasing it or uh, or not putting it in history books but do we need to like i don't know do we need to graphically preserve his right his we mind. don't need to preserve his mind and his ideas we want to display his ideas as a negative thing to society i would think so what well, i who guess decides I, yeah who, right. where's the yeah, line is that's the line the right after hitler or do we also censure Stalin, or do we make it farther back and then, you know, do we put a line around the line? Is, uh, what about Castro? We're going to... Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or Osama bin Laden, or any of the people in, in closer to our time period, or in our time period that... Mm-hmm. Or just have, with more controversial ideas, I mean... This, this goes back to the brothers in the Civil War. I mean, do you omit the South opinion because the North won? I mean, history has always been written by the victors, and that's what this sounds like. Yeah. I think we should... I mean, I don't know. I, w- I would think personally that, yeah, I would be afraid of the computers uh, persuading people to, to do evil things, but I think I think people that are driven to do evil mm-hmm. will do evil anyways. Well, it's the, I think you're going to... It's the same. The theories are the same. It's just the medium is different. I mean, you can still read Hitler's works. Mm-hmm. You can still read Karl Marx's works. You can read... Yeah, that's and true. you can read all these things, and you can still be influenced by them. Why is having their yeah? But you don't think anybody's self. out there trying to censor those works? Sure, people are, but they're not having success. And even if they are, even if Mein Kampf is are, is all of a sudden illegal, people are still going to get a hold of it. Probably uh, more, more so. More people, yeah, because you know the anarchist cookbook and and the like mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. that people aren't supposed to have, they love to have. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not supposed to have them. 
Here's 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 a another thing. This article it's on io9 by the way. Mm-hmm. Here uh, they brought up another interesting thing is so we download the the Jesse human mind into uh, into a computer. What if I copy that? Is it copyright infringement? Did I steal from you? <laughs> you stole my intellectual property. That's what it is. It's your intellectual Quite property. You may not you may not be alive to it. possess it, but but your your daughter could be like your daughter. You know mm-hmm. that. I think intellectual property is inherently, at least in this country, and I think in England, no, not in England, but definitely in this country, it's inherently passed on to your 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 next of kin or your mm. uh, your children. Mm-hmm. In England, is I, I think it's a lot more closely guarded. In England, I actually found this out, uh, and I forget. What, I think I was listening to a podcast. Oh, I was. It was the Freakonomics podcast. I think was talking we may about have listened to the same one. Churchill. Is that in yes, yes? Although you know everything, Winston Churchill said out loud. Do you know who owns that? Jimmy, do you know? No. The, the royal family does. Really? The UK government retains anything you say out loud. Anybody. Anybody says out loud. But it was specifically Winston Churchill, right? Is that true? Or is it the or is it the family and the, the family always retains it? It was one of those two. It was one of the two. I thought it was the Churchill was, estate. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe I'm we missing it wrong. But this. I'm going <laughs> to look it up. But I really, I really thought it was the, the, the government. Crown. But then I started thinking better about it. It may be the crown. That kind of makes sense. I mean, but I wouldn't think it would be anybody. It'd probably be the just national figures. Maybe. Imagine the amount of detail you can get out of this computer. Like, if you had Da Vinci's mind, Mm, you would ask him all the questions, but then you'd be like, so what's the stuff you were thinking about that that you thought was a little like ahead of the time, like ahead of the curve? And he'd be like, well. That you didn't write down. Yeah. Mm. Edward Snowden keeps coming up in everything I'm looking at. What did you say? Edward Snowden keeps coming up on everything I'm looking at. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Uh, Imagine if you had like like Tesla, if you had Tesla's mind. See, that's, and that's something that like, so in our generation, I think, and this is completely my opinion, being that our generation is very technological, and also uh, semi-anarchist in in nature, I think uh, that's something a debate I would love settled for for good is Edison versus Tesla. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody is all behind Tesla, saying that he did all these amazing things and created this technology, and Thomas Edison stole stole ideas from him and uh, oppressed other ideas, which has put us back technologically to the benefit of you know uh, oil companies and such. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear that settled, but the only way to really know that is if we had a Tesla's Tesla brain. brain and an Edison brain. Well, yeah, one would be one out. would be AC powered, and the other one would be, <laughs> one would be DC. <laughs> one would be DC powered. <laughs> That'd be great. What? Uh, but wouldn't their brain still have some of their bias? Well, yeah, because the idea is there. Emotional. Mm-hmm. That, that that was my point, I guess, about the. So you're still earlier. never going to be able to get to the bottom of it because one's going to say one thing and one's going to say the other I thing. That's true. We're, not, we're still not going to know the, the truth. I suppose that's true. Or is it? Or is it? Since they'll be removed from their emotions, maybe they would be able to, yes, I stole ideas <laughs> constantly. <laughs> Every day. In fact, all of them. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll never know. I, I mean, there's people, there's people who compare... Uh, Steve Jobs to Tesla, and there's people who compare Steve Jobs to Edison. So it's it's interesting right. how, how people's opinions can just change. Well, and, that, and that's the funny thing is, so like you can you could take either mindset in the example you just gave is that mm-hmm. okay? So Edison did steal Tesla's ideas. Okay, so Steve Jobs did steal Wozniak's ideas. Like you could completely go both yeah. ways with that. It's like who created Apple Computer? 
Steve Wozniak or Steve Jobs. Well, the divine created. Exactly. That's the thing. Did yeah. they both do it together? And and Steve Jobs is just uh, the more brilliant businessman, and mm-hmm. so he he was able to perpetuate the the concept that Steve Wozniak maybe fostered and helped. Like that. That's the thing. That's the thing. I. That's another debate I would love to have solved. You know, mm-hmm. is uh, what you know the the Steve Wozniak Steve Jobs thing. What happened there? Yeah. Did did he really get as screwed as everybody thinks he got screwed? Like, I would I'd love to know that. Have the two have the two computer brands, right? Probably one running in an Apple, and one <laughs> running on an iPhone. I don't know. Uh, that'd be cool. Um, so, just to to clarify what I had said earlier, the the Winston Churchill estate retains everything that Winston Churchill said. Oh, so yeah, I was wrong. Okay. It wasn't the crown. And the question that Freakonomics was asking, just FYI, because I think it's a great episode. The episode is who owns the words that come out of your mouth. By the way, hmm. but uh, the the question they were asking, which is interesting and I think is valid for our discussion is uh, would Churchill's descendants produce new and more content if they were not getting paid for the work their ancestor did? Mm. Because if, if my, if I had a really brilliant ancestor and I've downloaded his Mm -hmm. computer, his or her computer into a, or his or his or her brain into a computer. Mm -hmm. And all I was doing was just perpetuating ideas. I was hearing from my ancestors. Living off. Yeah. Would I, would I come up with any original ideas myself? Would I, would I further their thought process? Take it and mm. apply it to the next generation. What would I do? I think lazy people are lazy, no matter what. Yeah, and, and, uh, and go-getter types are aren't going to go get it, no matter what. True. Very true. So yes, you would continue to produce because <laughs> you're a go-getter type. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> I'm the lazy type. <laughs> I I disagree. Yeah. I severely disagree. Uh how many calculations does the brain do per second? Oh. I feel like you might know. No, I don't. That is my question. It's a question mark there. Uh, I I found a number of synapses. Uh, the human brain contains eighty-five billion nerve cells. Oh, holy cow! That doesn't that doesn't exactly answer the question. Scientific American article about how, how what the storage capacity of the human brain is. Mm. Let's see here. Let's see what they say. Oh, what do you guys think they say? Uh, how many how many bytes is the human brain? How many bytes? Bytes. What's bigger than a tera? Um, I think a peta. A peta. I'm yeah, a, one of those. I'm gonna say <laughs> throw a couple of those in there. <laughs> I'm gonna say one point five. Billion petas. <laughs> 2. 2.5 petabytes or 1 million really? gigabytes wow. is, is what it says. For comparison, if your brain worked like a digital video recorder in a television, 2.5 petabytes would be enough to hold 3 million hours of TV shows. Yeah. You'd, have to leave, you'd have to leave the TV running continuously for more than 300 years to use up all that storage. That's a lot. But here's the, here's the weird thing about the brain is all the hormones that go into... Uh, that the synapses take up that that do other things because it's not just your brain doesn't just do mind calculations mm-hmm. and it doesn't just think it actually runs your body yeah so what about all of that well what if you were, I mean we're, we're not concerned it seems like in this discussion necessarily we're not really concerned with those functions of like heartbeat heartbeat mm-hmm. heartbeat and what are, what are those called they're 
you know, the subconscious function. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of the subconscious. I think that's what it's called. Or whatever, whatever it's actually called. We'll get corrected, I hope. Breathing and growing hair. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And but what what happens if you remove those functions? Does that affect the other functions? I mean, I guess we just really don't know enough about the brain to be able to tell. It seems like, and it seems like these people are like the because there's a couple groups actually working on it, but it seems like these people are very concerned with that. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, are con- are concerned with with analyzing the functions of the brain and separating, discarding, or including based on what they're trying to accomplish. This uh, found it from a very reputable Wikipedia article. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> found an article. Let's see. Oh, I scrolled away from it, and now I can't find that thing that I thought was so interesting. Well, if we downloaded your brain <clears> to <throat> computer, we'd be able to see the data already. It says a full <laughs> brain map has been estimated to occupy less than 2 times 10 to the 16th power bytes. 20,000 terabytes. Mm-hmm. We'll store the addresses and connected neurons, the synapse types, and the synapse weight for each of the brain, for each of the brain's 10 to the 15th power synapses. Wow. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's just the map. <clears throat> that's, that's just brain function, that's not brain the, memory. Really. That's not even that. That's just the map. That's just the way it looks. Oh, the pathways. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. This uh this this article about the would it be evil they 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 go pretty far into it about like virtual suffering in the subjects like of these computers oh, yeah the sub- subjects that's the word it, like here's their example uh, the scientists propose that virtual mice might be given virtual painkillers. They also have to consider the ethics of euthanizing conscious software programs and potential harm imposed by death and cessation of experiences. <laughs> wow. A, a whole other realm of <laughs> ethical dilemma. Well, it was like what we were talking about in the, uh, I think it was the artificial intelligence episode, is that if you, I mean, if you disconnect the computer or if you erase the hard drive, did you just murder somebody? Mm. They, oh no! It was the teleportation. The computer, it was teleportation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. What do you do with the first body? Yeah. All right. And I said, "Well, if you just destroyed it, would it be murder?" <laughs> <laughs> it would be. I'm just kidding. There's a valid case to be made for that. I think it's definitely a discussion, but I don't. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I. Agree we'll cross with that. that bridge when we come to. It's it. like burning a book or an original manuscript, which is a crime. It is a crime. I agree, <laughs> but I don't think the crime is murder, <laughs> because much like uh, the wonderful work of uh, V for Vendetta, you can't kill an idea. Nope. No. Which is why computer versions of Hitler would be so terrifying. Well, I like that. you can't kill that idea. It's terrifying now. You already can't kill it. How in 2013 does the KKK still exist? I don't get that. I just don't understand why why bigotry is even an an object in this country at all from, Mm -hmm. or in the world for that matter. I just don't get it. Are we so enlightened in your view? We have we evolved so much that evolved that is? Have we evolved so much. I don't will will we ever evolve out of that? I don't think so. I think it's always existed. Even in even in the Greek times you always had the the I wanna say weird, but the people with different ideas of 
the the idea of an Aryan race has existed for I can't think of a, an example. Yes, of the but Roman why Empire. why why white people? Why white people and why? You know, I don't know. That's a whole discussion. I think mm-hmm. I think that's a whole discussion about I don't know the evolution of man or the de-evolution of man. I guess in that in that Please. mentality, in my opinion, I guess. All right. Well, there's a there's a sneak preview. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in two weeks, you'll be able to listen to this discussion more with more fullness. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun one. I think I'm so. About I hope that will be a fun one. I think one. it will be interesting. Uh, so, is there any sci-fi uh, examples of downloading a human Ooh. brain to a computer? Hmm. Oh, yes, I have some good ones. All right. But I, I am more anxious to hear what your favorite ones are. <laughs> you want to go I last go, again? I've got, I want to go last again. I've got a list uh, of them. All right. <laughs> um, the first one that comes off the top of my head is is a Doctor Who episode where he saves somebody by storing them into a computer. Ooh. He stores them into the bigot because she loves books. So she's about to die, and he's like, no, I don't want her to die. Uh, and so he saves her into the biggest library in the universe, the biggest digital library in the universe. And she just lives there forever. Jesse, that sounds, sounds like heaven. (laughs) Where do we find Jesse? The library computer, the library of Congress. computer. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) I'm trying to think of another one. What about, um, there's a TV show, right? Oh wait, that was just, they stored some information. What was the guy's name? Where he's like a secret agent. No, he's not as. Uh, what's the, what's it called? Oh, Chuck. Mm-hmm. Where they stored some information in his brain, and now his brain's like so valuable that they have to oh, yeah. assign him protectors. Oh, I guess that's. I in guess a way, that's a, in a way, that's a, that's the same topic, but no. Well, I mean, if you can download the brain into a computer, could you not download the computer into the brain? Could you no. not? reprogram the brain that way. I think that's a much harder thing. We don't know how to write storage from the brain. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. you, if you could go write one way, could brain. you not go the other? I don't think so. I don't think it's one. I don't think it's a case like that. Mapping, mapping the human brain and mapping the human brain and writing information to the human brain, I think are very different things. I'm, I'm racking my own brain mm-hmm. to try to figure that out. And, hmm. I mean, it would it would be a <laughs> it would be a analog to digital conversion, right? So you would go the, from the brain to the computer. You right, I don't know. You, I don't know you ha- if you have the D to A to go back the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you my favorite, and it's it's going to be it may, it may be a controversial, but I would say the uh, the Jarvis computer in the Iron Man movies is a representation of Tony Stark's brain inside of a computer. Mm. That's what I think. He he's the rational, more rational, unemotional version of Tony Stark. Right, it's my opinion. But he's still artificial intelligence. He didn't. Did did Tony dump his? I mean, in the comics, he knows he everything a about butler, him, right? Essentially. Huh. I don't know. Who doesn't want Paul Bettany just talking to them all day? I do. I, I, I think that'd be great. I mean, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh, Morgan Freeman. Let's download that guy's brain. Oh, we should we should figure that out soon, because. That's true. I want Morgan Freeman in a computer really bad. <laughs> to, to narrate your life. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> when I become a billionaire, I'm going to pay him for one day just to follow me around. <laughs> and just narrate your life. Yeah. Oh. That or a guy who can impersonate the Twilight Zone narration. Oh, yes. That would be so good. Uh, but I, I, so 
I mean, these are mostly artificial intelligences, but you got to think about it. The artificial intelligence is modeled after somebody. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same as computer programs. I feel that computer programming, in my experience, there's a lot of personality in it. It's like you you can see, like, like for instance, I have a friend whose real name is not Paco, (laughs) but uh, you can tell when he's programmed something as opposed to when uh, another programmer I know programs something. I mean, it's mostly organization, which is the same as reading somebody's handwriting and going, oh, I know mm-hmm. who did that. Or reading a book that they wrote and just right. knowing there. <clears throat> or seeing a picture somebody drew. Yeah, or even a picture somebody it. took. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's the same thing I was talking about with mm-hmm. the equations is that you might, we'll, we'll both come to the same answer. We may have right. taken a picture of the same thing. We may have programmed the same code, but we may have approached it from two different angles. Right. And, and so I think that that personality is there. So I think if you carried that over into artificial intelligence you would get that but that as far as the computer downloaded into or i mean brain downloaded into the computer i'm never going to get that right the computer downloaded into the brain that's what jimmy's talking about yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of cool but when i learn kung fu i just go to the apple store and buy the kung fu app oh and then go to the iBrain. And then, <laughs> and then jack in. <laughs> You're the eye brain powered by Thomas Edison. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like what they did in the Matrix. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, in the Matrix. Hey, Matrix, how how are you doing? What up, Matrix? Except for in 1999, there were still diskettes in the Ma- in the Matrix. He still <laughs> pops a, a, a what looks like a smaller version of a fiber optical disc mm. into a, into a drive. How old school? <laughs> Not anymore, man. Download the app. <laughs> <laughs> from the app store for every, the ridiculously low price of three ninety nine. Wirelessly transmit it into your brain. No need for that pesky jack on the back of it's your neck. It's in the cloud. So, it's it sounds like cloud. a really good infomercial for like the next generation of people that are living outside of the Matrix. <laughs> right. You don't know you're in the Matrix, but you are. There's some days where I'm... I'm there's, there's some days more than others that I'm convinced that, all right, maybe I am in the Matrix. Because like, when I moved, there's things that I cannot find and they vanish and i know they exist somewhere i just think they got deleted in the matrix somewhere because that's the only explanation <laughs> every I time i get with. deja vu i'm like they changed something <laughs> that's all i think about <laughs> but the the constant fear i have is is much different than the matrix i i i feel more truman show like hmm. because i feel like things work out so well sometimes it's like somebody's orchestrating this because <laughs> there's no way i pulled this off <laughs> i for those of you who don't know me, I lack a lot of confidence. <laughs> I don't know. Going on that topic a little bit, I think the biggest fear I have is to walk into a warehouse and find a flying car and a time machine and oh, like all right. this stuff that's existed for like hundreds of years and we've had no idea. <laughs> like that's my biggest fear. And now you're on record saying all that stuff can't yeah. exist. Yeah. So when Jimmy doesn't show up to <laughs> record my the next podcast. <laughs> uh yeah, man. It's, it's okay. If it's bad, they'll just delete that part out of the Matrix, and then and life will continue. <laughs> like, I, there's been sometimes where I've turned around and been like, where's my pen? It probably just got deleted. It probably Someone probably slipped up in programming, and my pen's gone forever, which is really inconvenient for me, because now I can't find can my you, pen. Can you program me a new pen? <laughs> if you're going to control Blue my preferably. life, if you're going to control my life, be good at it. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, uh, indeed. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. So, do we do we think that this is ever going to be possible? Nah. Naysayer. 
Not not personality. I would agree with Jesse that not the personality. But could you take the the synapses and neurons and the and the information that is traveling throughout throughout the the brain and put that digitally into a computer? Then yeah, I think you could eventually. Confidently well, sticking with synapses. I, huh? I mean, yo, I haven't found a very nice. Solid, solid move. <laughs> we'll have Google read us that word after we're done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Maybe we should do it on the air. <laughs> uh, I'm, Let I'm me really, download it. Hang on. I'm really, I'm really hoping synapses <laughs> is like a completely wrong word. It's like something completely different. <laughs> it's something else. Well, how are you smelling synapses? With a Y. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's it. Just Y. No, just Y. No. <laughs> but why? Synapse. Oh, mm. apparently we're emphasizing the wrong syllable. Yeah. <laughs> Synapse. 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 Hmm. Sounds like you're saying, oh, synaps. <laughs> Put tomato in there. Will it say tomato or tomato? <laughs> oh, yes. We could totally uh, Let's call this. the whole thing off. <laughs> if that's what it says when I click, click this button. <laughs> tomato. So you know that, what's funny? It lists, though, the phonetic spelling. It lists them both. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. It's what? got the, it's got the, uh, the, oh, what are those called? I can't see them. It's the two dots over vowels. What are those called again? The umlaut. The umlaut. It's got the umlaut over one and then the long vowel sound over another. <laughs> <laughs> Google, you're not as funny as I want you to be. <clears throat> you're too right. Tomato. <laughs> okay. Can you say the other one? Nope. nope. Tomato. I don't think I can get it to <laughs> say the other one. Tomato. No. I can't. Mm. Oh man, Google Maps. Nope, not maps. Let's try again. <laughs> <laughs> We're proving that the downloading a human Synapse. brain is not working for us right now as a as a people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, synapse. It wrote it down. S Y N A P S E. Let's see if it gets synapse. Synapse. That's just going to give you an app that makes signs. Yeah, yeah, it's sign apps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We've right. wasted the people's Fair. time. Apparently I'm wrong. It's synapse. <laughs> I, I, it doesn't mean you're wrong. We've already talked about it, though. Can you ever be wrong? We, we knew what you were talking about. You've yeah. communicated properly. Is it uh, impossible for you to communicate never saying words correctly? We should talk about it. I yeah, just get daily. Yeah, it would be. I think that would be pretty impossible. <laughs> At least that that, that podcast will be um, impossible to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, as for me, I really do think that it's. Uh, I I do think it's possible. I, I think it will be in the future. I like these guys are working really hard on it. I don't think we'll be able to. Uh, I think the closest we'll ever get to emotion might be emulation, and it'll all be speculative cause, uh, based on who programmed it. You would. It would have to be. Well, I mean, look what we do with drawings and put so much emotion behind animation. Right. Like, Toy Story 3 almost made me cry. And almost? that's just... A, you cried. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, no, I didn't cry. I mean, I I wept. <laughs> Cried like a little it was, baby. It was bad. It was a bad day. I'm really glad I wasn't on a date for that. Right. So you were there alone? No, I definitely was on a date for that. That was pretty Let's bad. Let's do a podcast on uh, Who Wants to Date Jimmy. <laughs> I, mm. That would be a long, could be a long, <laughs> long podcast. We're I don't so, think that's true at all. I think it's a so very short podcast. Okay, well, what, what are we would talk- you just read the list? Oh, <laughs> oh. what are we talking about next week? Uh, next week is living forever. Living forever. Who wants to live forever? That's right. We're not going to sing a song about it. 
If we did, you would stop listening. <laughs> That'd be fun. It any, would be like living forever. <laughs> any ideas of living forever? How we could do it? Why would we do it? Any any quick ideas we can tease? To live forever would be its own end, right? Yeah. I mean, what other reason is there to live forever than you don't have to die? We should definitely talk about that. Mm-hmm. All right, we will. We'll talk, we'll talk about it next week, right? Mm-hmm. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments for us or topic suggestions, please email us at impossiblethingspodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at impthingpodcast, I-M-P-T-H-N-G. Or you can go to our website, newly formed, impossiblethingspodcast.com. All right. That's where we're posting things now. It's great. Posting up. They're still posting on SoundCloud, though, so you can listen there. SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Just just say say it confidently. SoundCloud. (laughs) SoundCloud. There's an app. There's an app for that. There is, really. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.